following text from Deuteronomy 33 is a farewell address from Moses to the 12 tribes of Israel. So this is right before Moses died. You remember that Moses grew up in Pharaoh's house. God used him to lead his people out of Egypt, led them through the desert for 40 years. Moses commits a sin, and because of that sin, while they're in the desert, he is not allowed to enter the promised land. So with all of that background in mind, let us hear a reading from Deuteronomy 33, verses 1 through 3 and 27 through 29. This is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the Israelites before his death. He said, The Lord came from Sinai and dawned from Seir upon us. He shone forth from Mount Paran. With him were myriads of holy ones, at his right a host of his own people. Indeed, O favorite among peoples, all his holy ones were in your charge. They marched at your heels, accepted direction from you. He subdues the ancient gods, shatters the forces of old. He drove out the enemy before you and said, destroy. So Israel lives in safety. Untroubled is Jacob's abode, in a land of grain and wine where the heavens drop down dew. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you. A people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help, and the sword of your triumph. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Throughout the weeks of Lent, we will be doing a series of monologues. Some scriptural texts will be famous monologues from the Bible, while others will be imagined monologues from the perspective of a biblical figure. Today, we will hear a monologue from the perspective of Moses. It is a strange privilege knowing when you will die. I've watched a farmer, relaxed in the morning, going about his work with leisure, leaning on his shovel and chatting with a neighbor as a cool breeze blows by, gently herding the stray cow as the sun dips past midday, until he is startled to realize the sun has nearly set and he leaps into a frenzy of motion, racing to finish before the coming of the dark. So I've been racing to finish before the coming of the dark. It startled me, you know. For 40 years I've led this people, God's people, through the wilderness. Forty years that felt like they would last an eternity. If I had more time, I would explain the multitude of ways they nearly drove me out of my mind. The annoyances, the complaints, the bickering, my goodness, all of the endless, bickering. My beard is patchy because of them, you see. Tug at it. When I get a little frustrated, a nervous tick I have, and sometimes they get me so confounded, so spitting mad, I find myself holding a chunk of my grayed beard in my hand. How many times I wish God would have set me free from the endless demands. More water, Moses. The bread is sandy, Moses. The priests are speaking too long, Moses. God's commands are too hard, Moses. If I had more time, I would tell you the stories. 
Time is one thing I don't have anymore because it's a strange privilege knowing when you will die. Like watching the sand in an hourglass fade or seeing the finish line inching closer knowing it is your finish. My dark is coming. I can feel it pressing in upon me, closing in with a finality. Every conversation takes on a new tone and intensity of sharpness. These words could be my last to anyone. Suddenly, I have no time to dwell on the complaints, on the annoyances. Faces come to mind. Names. I didn't realize how much I would trade for another year with them until the time was nearly gone. Another harvest, another birthday, the ones I love, those who depend on me. Faces. Faces, the years I thought we'd share. I keep thinking about the babies they'll have in the wedding. I wonder what blessings they find, what curses will fall. As the dark descends, I see their faces. The dark is pressing in. If there is a blessing, I can give a word of wisdom. If they're going to know I forgive them and feel forgiven myself, suddenly, if all of this is going to happen, the time is now. So come. Come near, brothers and sisters. We have traveled the desert together. Brothers and sisters, you are the reason for my gray hairs, most of my wrinkles. And yet... As the dark presses in, I realize how terribly I want another year, even another month. But if nothing else, if you forget my face, the sound of my voice, if you forget all our desert days, never forget how the Lord came from Sinai. Other people, they have to climb the mountain of their God, their God's weight and cold indifference demanding sacrifices. Their gods would never humble themselves and come down to earth. But our God came down to us when he heard our cries. He came down from his mountain left behind his pride to save He came down from the mountain to save us, crossed the desert to bring us home, and then led us back across the desert to himself. The feet of his mountain, he spoke to us from the clouds and shook the earth. The God who created revealed to us the hidden laws of living, opened to us a path to look like God, to live with God in the desert, hidden away from distractions in the desert. He gave us a glimpse of heaven. With God in our midst, with his law on our lips, we set off through the desert. Toward the promised land, a land of blessing, a land of comfort and joy, I thought the journey would be faster. I knew it would be hard. I knew it would be hard but I didn't think it would take so long. I spent most of my adult life wandering the desert for 40 years, walking the desert in circles. His law on our lips chapped with heat, trying to believe God was in our midst as we 
suffered, as we trudged, as we watched friends die. I didn't know the desert would be so long. But if you look, look now and see where God has brought us, that just across that river, just over the hills, there is a promised land. If you breathe deep, you can smell it. No more of this sand and every bite of bread. No more sunburn and windburn. No, just over there is your home, your land of comfort and joy just there. Yours. But not mine. My dark is pressing in. God has decided that this is as close as I will get. My job was to lead you to the blessings, to this bright new future, to set this feast, but never to taste it. Most of my life spent guiding you through the desert, shouldering complaints, pleading with God not to open the ground and swallow us all for our sins. And now you will enter the promised land. And I will watch. Not that I haven't had my blessings. I grew up in Pharaoh's palace. As a child, I commanded servants, surrounded by riches you cannot imagine. The power of kings, my word was law. And God asked me to leave it all behind, to leave behind the cushioned seats and private chefs to become a man of the desert, a man of sand and wind. I gave up my blessing so God could use me to help save his people. But God was faithful. God showed up. I stammered my way through conversations with Pharaoh. I stuttered and I trembled. But God showed up in force, struck them down, and led us to freedom. I think sometimes about the things I lost. I had the land you are inheriting. I had the abundance, the land of dreams, the power. I had it all, except, except For one thing, without God, the comforts are not blessings. Without God, the comforts are not blessings. Once I heard the voice speak from a burning bush. When I watched the bush burn with a fire from heaven, but it was not consumed, how could I go back? I gave it all and became a man of the desert so God's will might be done. I lost my comfort years of my life. I became a warrior confronting injustice. I was mocked. I was harassed. I slept under the stars. And maybe that's you too. Maybe the desert has been longer than you'd expected. Maybe it's been drier and your spirit is so parched it hurts to breathe. Maybe you're so tired, you're so tired, you feel like you're walking through a dream even when you're awake. Maybe you have been walking through the desert too. There's a cost, a cost to following God into the desert, but the desert is not a curse. That's 
what I've learned. That's what I've learned from my life in the sand. When God sends his son, when God himself comes down for us again, this time in the flesh, even his son will spend time in the desert. Forty days fasting. Forty days being tempted by the devil. Because because there's clarity in the desert. There's clarity to see. It was in the desert, alone atop a mountain, that God tucked me in a rock and let me see his face. In the desert, that God led us with wind and flame by day and night. In the desert, the life of faith will have desert walks. Forty years for forty days. You will walk through the desert. Sometimes the desert comes upon us. It descends in a flash in a waiting room. With a phone call where the sand slowly trickles through the windows and under the door until your home is the desert. Other times we choose it. We choose to march into the desert to give up the comfort so God can lead us to the blessing. Those around you might complain, asking for water, complaining about sand in the bread. You might even be tempted by the devil himself. But the truth of the matter is this. The gospel is not just a wide grin. It is also a groan. It includes crushing temptations and torturous desert journeys, but we are at home in the desert because in the desert is clarity to see God. I find myself thinking about that farmer working desperately to finish his work before the sun sets, before the dark comes rolling in. My dark is pressing in. I can feel it nearly here, but my whole life's work simply to get you, God's people, to the promised land. My life's work was to walk the desert 40 years, to eat the dust, carry the complaints, then to see the promised land from afar, to taste it, to tell the people of God to look up. You have arrived. You have arrived at the land of comfort and joy. It is here. But the comforts are only blessing if you remember God. Dreaming of your future in the promised land is my greatest joy. Knowing you will enter the land of comfort and joy, that is worth 40 plus 40 plus 40 years in the desert. Because for some, our life's work is simply to sow seeds in the wilderness. And there is joy in that. For those who try to save their lives will lose them, but those who lose their lives for God's sake, those who are willing to walk the desert road, their lives will be saved. I walk the desert road for you. My life is to sow seeds 
in the wilderness. So whether it's your journey for 40 years or 40 days, we have always been a desert people. Pick up the manna that's on the ground just enough for today. Trust that God will provide more tomorrow. Pray even when you don't hear an answer. Plant seeds for those who follow you. Do not be afraid. For who is like you, O Israel, a people saved by the Lord? Who is like you, a people saved by the Lord? Walk the desert with me. Walk the desert. And you will see. I promise you that you will see. Let us pray. Lord, we know you have always led your faithful people into the desert. We know that our lives go through the wilderness. And Lord, sometimes we spend too much time there. We get frustrated. We start to complain because we're tired of wandering about in the desert. But Lord, we also know that in the wilderness, in the desert, we see you. We get all of the distractions pushed aside. We get pushed to the end of what we can possibly handle. And on that ledge, you show up. And we see your face. Guide us through the wilderness this Lent. And give us the courage to look up and see your face. In your holy name we pray. Amen.